Welcome to the Ray Infinity Show podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Ray. This is episode number 76. And I got a guest here, uh, someone who I'm a huge fan of and someone who a bunch of my other friends who I'm who I do collabs with are fans of. I got Black Pegasus. How you doing, brother? Can you introduce yourself, man? What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Black Pegasus. I'm over here. I have my channel, Black Pegasus. I'm a hip-hop artist from Colorado. What's up, Ray, man? How you doing? I'm feeling great, man. Like um, I've, I've, I've been trying to get you on board because ever since Osiris told me who you were, I've been wanting to, to do to like um, have a conversation with you. And like finally we set it up and like, yeah, we're good to go. Yeah, let's get it, man. That's dope. Yeah, Osiris is my people's man, stuck in the middle. Y'all gotta yeah. check him out. Heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I'm a like I do a whole lot of stuff with him, and like he told me who you were, and so like yeah, I started watching your your stuff, and like I be I actually really enjoyed it a whole lot. Nice. Heck yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, so you're a hip hop artist, right? A rapper. Yeah. Yep. So, how, how did you get in? How did you like? Um, how did you become like that? Uh, become a hip hop artist? Like, how did you? What what made, what was your pe- decision to to become a hip hop artist? Well, it was a process. So essentially, if you want to talk about the inception, you know, I hear hip hop at a young age, right? Like, I think because I was in Germany because my dad was stationed on an air force base. One of the first hip hop songs I ever heard was Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, right? So, you know, time starts to pass and uh, me and my brother would watch MTV and you start emulating what's on MTV. Then like a couple of our friends came over. They had a records. My dad had a record player. We see the instrumentals on a B side and like some of our friends like, yeah, this is how you freestyle. And we're just acting like we're rappers. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, you know, and honestly, the the act of acting that. And then eventually stepping into shoes where I met my buddy. He's the partner on my podcast, Don Wannabe. You know, we met at work. We were writing rhymes back and forth. And one day I'm at a, at a, at a party, a house party. He gets on the mic and freestyles. And then he just and that's the moment where I gra- he gives, gives me the mic. He's like, just do it. Do what you've been doing at work. And I was like, oh, and I just I started rapping and never stopped. You know, so um, that was kind of like the basic process. But yeah, um, we after freestyling at parties and battling and stuff like that in the late nineties, early two thousands, we started recording. And once I started recording and doing concerts, people came to the concerts. That's when I was like, Hey, I want to, I want to, uh, to chase this and and try to make this something real. Yeah. Like, um, I watched your, your live, like, um, was about a week ago with you and your buddies right there. Like, Oh my God, you guys can rap, man. Like you're doing, you did it great. Like, I could never imagine doing something like that because I'm awful at that. There's, I have no chance of that. But like, um, what I saw, it, it, I was really impressed. Like, um, like, so like you just, so you just did it on your own without any practice or anything like that. So you just started, you just um, was just in your head and you just started saying it. Yeah. So um, what I've been working on recently, and I used to do this when I was young. So it's all improv. So it's freestyle off of the top of the brain. So it's all in the moment. You know, that's probably what you saw. Um, Now, I write songs. I sit down, listen to beats, write concepts, write hooks, record and then put out music and albums. But in on the Internet, we do a lot of freestyle, which is just kind of off the cuff, just straight shooting from the hip, you know? Yeah, it's really interesting stuff, man. Like um, like like so you, you have any records or anything like that out there? Yeah, man. Actually, I lost track. I think I have like 12 albums out, maybe 13 by now. But I have a bunch like if people want to check it out, it's on all digital streaming platforms. I just dropped a new album called Love of the Game. And yeah, man, I got a bunch of albums. I've been dropping my first album came out in like 2003. So I'm 42 years old. So I've been doing this for a long time. 
Yeah, and like um, I saw on your YouTube channel, you did something with Mad Child, which um was which surprised me a whole lot. Like I I I didn't know that you did anything like that. It was actually pre something pretty cool. Yeah, Mad Child's the homie. I actually on the low, I'm releasing a, a single called Plandemic in November with him yeah. and, and a dude named Stevie Stone. Well, I gotta check that out out when it comes out then. Yeah, yeah. But before we get started with this, before we get started, like in the full on conversation, I want everyone to go. Go, please check out the the Ray Studios um, um merchandise, so you can go um buy some stuff. Because like I got, I, I I finally released released it, and this is some really cool stuff. I got everything from shirts to even to even drinking bottles, and um even a coffee mug. And also, this is probably my favorite one right here, the Ultimate Maga shirt. This one's my. This is by far my favorite one. So, like everyone, if you want, if you want to get any race to his merchandise, go to springtea.com. Link will be in the description below. And like, I can't wait for you guys to start. I'm looking at what I got down there. Okay. But yeah, like um, uh, so you said from what Osiris told me, like um, when you very when you started your channel, like you talked a lot of politics, but um, because he told me that you were getting a lot censored in a whole lot of ways, so. You didn't do it nearly as much. You started doing some like other types of things. So, and you like, um, you started getting way more views after that, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I have always put music, I've had this channel for, I don't even know, 15, 17 years. And I've always put music on it because I'm an artist. I've always tried to blow up by putting out music videos typically. And I've messed around with vlogging and stuff like that. But me and my buddy have been wanting to start a podcast forever. So we're like, yo, let's just start it on this channel. And originally we were just, you know, kind of started off talking culture war stuff. But as the pandemic got in full of effect, you know, we started speaking out against it and speaking about it and, you know, everything that we were seeing. And um, yeah, like I got strikes on the channel. I'm lucky I'm not demonetized, to be honest with you. So I've gotten strikes, got the shadow bans. But, um, you know, my thing is I am an entertainer. So I always want to entertain. And even when we do our podcast, we're literally called the 40 year old FUQ boys. And it's because, you know, we want to have a good time with it. It's like the dad garage band. You know, they still go in the garage, play talks, you know, junk and have a good time. So that's the energy we type we like to present. But, you know, the pandemic was deep and it was dark. And so, you know, we talked about a lot of that stuff. But, yeah, um, through that time, we would react to culture war stuff. But we started reacting to some hip hop stuff from time to time. And that stuff has really taken off on my channel, like immensely. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the pandemic for me, that was my red pill moment. Like I like I've told everyone beforehand, before 2020, I was um, blue pilled and it took the entirety of 2020 and like um, January 6th for me to become like red pilled. Like because I started noticing a whole lot of corruption and all this kind of stuff. And like. I was like, I'm out. I I, I can't take this anymore. I, I'm turn. I'm I'm against this side right now. So, yeah. so were, were you a Democrat? It would yes. face like just straight. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I voted Democrat, and I would say I I'm more I, before 2020. I was more blue pill than red pill, but I've always had red pill in me. So I got exposed to Alex Jones in, <laughs> in 1999. And me and my partner, because we didn't have a website in 1999, we put Infowars.com on our the back of our album as the website. So like I've kind of been red pilled in that sense of like being awake to elite and global agendas and stuff like that. Now, with my experience with, let's say, race relations or stuff like that, I definitely would lean more left. But as of 2020, 
I started, I just got exposed to a bunch of red pill stuff where I'm like, oh, wow, you know, like Thomas Sowell. I never even have heard of him. You know, Larry Elder, there's a bunch of stuff where I was like, okay. So I feel like I, I leaned in super hard, right? And then now I'm coming back to the middle just a little bit from some of the things because I went so hard, right? Now I'm starting to see little things from the right that I don't agree with. Now it's way less than the Democrat. The Democrat, I can almost not agree with anything over there. But I am coming a little back more to the middle where I can have a conversation with someone who's not too progressive on the left. We can have a conversation and kind of get somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like I said, I was a Democrat. I was liberal. My entire family is like I'm I'm half black, as you know, I'm half black, half white. My and obviously the, the stereotypical black person is a Democrat, is a liberal that they always fall on the left side. Well, that's how I was until 2020. And then, like, um, I actually started moving away and it and became fully red pilled. And, like, it took, um, it was, it wasn't until after January 6th is when I became a conservative. And when I became a conservative, a lot of people, a lot of people, I lost a lot of friends. And, um, because, like, um, well, I shouldn't say friends, I should say acquaintances who people I thought were my friends. And, like, um, even some family even turned against me, too. So, yeah. And, like, so now I'm a full on conservative. I'm still at where I'm at right now. Cause, like, I'm, um, where I would say where I was um, b- before like um, 2020, I would say I'd be somewhere in the lines of Joe Rogan and Tim Pool. I'd say I'd be somewhere right there. Yeah. But now I'm but now I'm somewhere like around where Trump is right now. Trump or well, actually, maybe not even actually more Stephen Crowder type of person. That's I would say that I'm more I like similar Stephen to Crowder, actually. He's tight. And also I'm, and also Stephen Crowder, Michael Knowles, Ben Shapiro, um, Clarence Thomas, too. I'm a huge Clarence Thomas fan because like um. As a black person, he's actually someone who I look up to a whole lot. And you see how the left has been demonizing him, basically threatening him, trying to get rid of him, all because he's a black conservative who doesn't fall under the stereotypical um, black person. Yeah, it's funny the black people they decide to prop up that work for them, uh, for their agendas. I like Clarence Thomas. He's tight. Um, Yeah, man, it's really interesting to see the culture war for what it is and the different things going on with politics. And, uh, you know, it's really ironic because my family is like Democrat blue, but my family's hardcore Christians. So I'm like the Christian values are all conservative values. All of them. Like I, like I was raised, I was sitting here like, like I in 2020 hit, I was like, why I asked my dad, I was like, why are you Democrat? The Democratic Party is so progressive right now. They go against all of your Christian values. And I'll bring up and he'll just be like, well, you know, but he's like that old ironic. This is what's crazy, too. They would categorize like the Clinton Democrats, like from back then, a little more moderate, you know, because like that's time ago. However, n- now we have the Clinton crime family, you know, so it's just funny how things fast forward because it used to be OK. Like, yo, Bill Clinton is the man. He's the playing a saxophone, getting a BJ like everyone's like, yay, you know, and then, so it's really unique just to see how things change. But, yeah, like I have these conversations with my dad and he's like he can't stand Trump. And I'm like, you know, I'm giving him the the uh, the red pill combos like, yo, have you seen this with Judge Joe Brown? Like how you know, like and when people say the white supremacy thing, I'm like, bro, ain't no white supremacist supremacist taking a black female model on a date and highlighting her to the world. That doesn't even align with white supremacy, you know, but people are just going to be people. It is what it is. Yeah, they call people like Clarence Thomas or Candace Owens or your Larry Elder like they call them race traitors is what they is. So it's like literally you have to literally go to the bottom of the barrel because yeah, because you have nothing to back it up with. So 
Like literally all you have, all you're trying to do is you're trying to demonize people that just disagree with you. And like, this gets into one of the topics I wanted to talk to you about is like, how do the, like the left and Democrats, how do they hold this position over like black and, and Hispanic communities? Cause like, as you know, that, like I said, the, the typical, um, stereotypical, um, um, black or Hispanic person is a Democrat or a liberal. Uh, it's pretty obvious with that. Yeah. But, um, but as you, but if you really look at something like the majority of black people and the majority of Hispanic people are actually Christians, like, me, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, but I've become more religious. I, be, I'm, 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 I'm on my way to becoming Christian. All, all my, on the way. Like I believe in the Bible and all that, but I'm not there yet. But I think I will get there. I'm just not right there at the moment. But, uh, like I'm, like it's particularly down in the South. It, if you look, like I'm all the all the Hispanics down in Texas and Florida, they're all Christian, and like a lot of them are Republicans. If you look at them, especially all the Cubans and Venezuelans, because we know what happened with them, um, Cuba and Venezuela. Fidel Castro and Chavez. So yeah. Yep. But yeah. And also like if you go to like Tennessee, like the majority of, of blacks down there, they're Christians. And a lot of them are actually conservative values. But even a lot of those ones, they 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 vote Democrat, which makes no sense to me. But then when you look at it, like um, it's like because like the, the thing is the left and the Democrats, they have control over all the institutions and, and all and all, all all of it. And like literally what they do is they feed all these kind of things into there and basically like and like basically like it, it almost brainwashes a bunch of these people. And that's how they fall in line under this under this area. At least that's how I viewed it. Yeah. So I think that the left has done a very good job of propping up black people. Um, you know, they had Obama. That was like the striking blow where it's just like, you know, but there's all these little culture war things like even simple stuff like Kanye saying George Bush doesn't like black people. This stuff resonates. And, and this is what's weird, too, is because I didn't have my mind opened. I didn't know any of this. So I don't know how it was hidden or how they and, and what during the Trump run. That's when I started to realize it because I wasn't a Trump fan in 2016. I was just kind of like, whatever. I never hated him, but I was just like, whatever um, with him specifically. But when it was Hillary versus Trump, even then I was like back then I was like, I can't vote because I was like, I will never vote for Hillary ever but this trump dude he's kind of being boxed in as this that i actually thought he was like racist at that time because of all the oh the, the border stuff i didn't understand the clips were being taken out of context i didn't go down the rabbit hole so i'm just like you know like whatever so that's where i stood but one of the things that i saw with the media that they did so well was they made sure to never cover black people during the Trump rallies and that he had black supporters and Latin supporters. And when the black Republicans, I didn't even know there was any such thing as a black conservative until like the like end of 2019. And so the, I was like, you know, I'm I actually got kind of red pilled and I'm not super. I'm not going to say I'm like because and if, if I could just keep it totally blunt, man, this whole liar, liar pants on Pfizer thing. That's the only thing that has me effed up with Trump. Like I, I, I'd be like, yo, I'm voting for Trump again, because I voted for him in 2020 straight up. But this whole dude, the whole shot thing, man, he's got me thrown off with that. And like, you know, you do you follow Anomaly at all? You familiar I, with Anomaly? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he's conservative, and he he runs in the circle with Bryson Gray and Tyson James, but he does a lot of political commentary, and I kind of align more with what he says a lot with that whole thing where it's just like, Hey man, like 
there has to be a separation from state and corporate or, you know, whatever you want to call it, these corporations and lobbies with all of our politicians. And that's the one thing, you know, I do look at Trump. I'm like, yeah, he is an outsider to a degree. But the whole Pfizer thing just kind of made me be like, man, what's going on here? Because there's still a lot to come out with that. And, um, you know, I'm, my thing is just people have a choice. If you want to go get the thing, go get it. If you don't, you don't. But the push like that, like it literally opened the door to like tyranny in America. This whole Pfizer thing, a lot of the mandates now that was brought in under Biden's watch. But the whole warp speed concept. And that's what kind of scary to me, because the first thing that scared me, I was like, I'm voting Trump. I voted Trump in 2020. But he said little things that scared me. The first thing he said that was scary to me was he's like, yeah, we're going to have the military distribute the, the, the shot, you know. And so, like, I don't have much qualms with Trump. Like, look, all the pol- no one's perfect. All of our politicians have got some shit right and some shit wrong. I'm absolutely against Joe Biden. I'm absolutely against the Clintons. You know, uh, going down and realizing in the past some of the things that Obama did, I'm like, dude, I can't even rock with him. So, you know, there's just a lot there. And there were things that like Trump did that I'm like, yo, it's cool. I rock with this. I don't think we'd be where we are right now as a country under Trump, but I don't think it's good. It would be as good as people think it would be. I think it'd be better than Biden, but us shutting down our economy and rocking with that, letting the governors shut down the economy in so many states, all that stuff set us back, the mandates, the blah, blah, blah. And if that would have went on under um, Trism, we would have been um, we would have still had the issues we face. I just think he would have been more economically driven. He wouldn't have shut down pipelines. I think he might have had a better relationship with Russia, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I got off track. They're good. No, at- man. Say what you want. I brought you on here to have an interview and have a conversation. They they've done a great job at not letting black folks know there's other black Republicans and being conservative is OK. It's when I looked at the Republican Party or conservatives in general, it's like, yo, it's just some rich white racist. That's how you when you're on the left, that's how it's sold to you. You know, ah, just some rich, right racist. And then you're like, yo, actually, like there's a lot of blue collar workers. And then you see black and Latin and then you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, you subscribe to this ideology And I won't go too in depth because I've gotten strikes on my channel. But let's just say when you start talking about the rainbow community, like I'm actually, you know, like I'm not against that community. I know I'm in rap. I know people from every community. So like even speaking on it, I don't even like speaking on it because I'm like, I don't feel like you should be treated or you should feel a certain way. However, when certain ideologies start getting pushed to let's say five six-year-olds in school i am against that and that's when i do start speaking because these things are just too far in my personal opinion so it's just like it's weird because it's like yo i can have a gay family member or friend but it's still like it's it's really it's really strange it's just strange because i don't want them to feel like yo i'm trying to headhunt you because the people we see on tiktok are different than the people in real life the people we're seeing at some of these parades and stuff is different than what is in real life. So trying to juggle that um, for me recently has been the big thing. Well, I, I actually want to comment on the thing about Trump and Pfizer because I, I actually have a I actually do have a response to that. My response is like, um, like Trump. I don't think Trump necessarily had much of a choice, if any, anything, because like because like take this for a moment. At the beginning of 2020, none of us knew what this would be. None of us did because we saw what, what everything the media was saying, like. 
everyone was was scared to death. I was, my family was. I'm pretty sure you guys were too, because no one knew what this was going to be. We were all locked in our homes, and then a lot of stuff happened. Okay, the thing in, in like um the thing was like um tr what was Trump supposed to necessarily do then? Like um dur dur um as we got further and further, because like because like um if he had just like not not done anything at all. He, they probably would have tried to impeach him just for that, like saying, "Hey, no, you are you are not trying to help the people. You're trying to get them killed. You're going to let them get them killed." Like he would have just gotten impeached again. That, that's that's pretty obvious what's, what would have happened, at least in my opinion. So, like, I I don't necessarily think Trump had much of a choice. And then plus, on top of that, a lot of the elitists, what they they have a whole lot of power. Like I think that they were they were intimidating, maybe even like um possibly even threatening Trump in a lot of ways because like. If he hadn't, because like here's the thing though, if he hadn't rolled these out, the um, the, Bi the Biden administration would not have done anything like this. I'm pretty, at least I don't think so. Uh, I I think like I think Metalopoly in the comment section said it best. He was a little too naive in my opinion too. He was because like he didn't. He was just trying to get something done. I don't think he was really like looking at it too much. Like he's like he said, that is a flaw. I, I agree with that. No one is perfect, but at the, but at the end of the day, I don't understand. I don't see what else he could have done to do it any better. I, and like um, we talked about um, governors being shutting down. Like as you as you remember, like um, um, like um, they, that that's not necessarily Trump's fault because guess what? That's state powers, not federal powers. And personally, I do not want the federal government impeaching on states' rights. That's why I'm a huge fan of Roe v. Wade being overturned. I'm pro-life myself, but I'm glad because I do not want the federal government having any more power than it already has. Because that right. to me is a states' right issue. Well, with, with, so with Trump, you know, here's my arguments with the whole thing. One, it's almost like the point where the where the left and the right did the high five to us. Right. Because I look at us as we the people. I don't really look at us as the left or right paradigm, red, blue. It's like, yo, we the people, we make these decisions. Um, and I thought it was interesting because the one time the left started praising Trump was for the V. All of them. That's the one thing they do give him praise for. So I always got to go back and look at that. I'm like, huh, there's something there. Even when Fauci and CNN is like, well, well, Trump is t telling his base to go get it and do this. And they're not listening. Ha, da, da, da. There's something to that. Now, I agree with you because politics are politics, right? Just this just saying politics. We get, we kind of get it right. However, I'm not upset with him about like, look, you're a political figure. I just wish there would have been some more proactiveness for the people. Now, this is where it gets sketchy because this is where I agree with you. One, I don't care if he puts out the V. I don't believe in it. Uh, we could go on for days about that, but I don't care that he puts it out. But because he fast tracked it and put it out in the way, you know, and it's not him. It's like the powers that be. Right. But he's the he's the front guy for it. Right. So he puts it out. I don't mind that. But it lost. Um, it went out of control when it got in the hands of the left and he got kicked out because I don't know if he would have been like, hey, it's your choice. It's this, that and the other. But fast tracking it, there's an issue there. But that's where I'm starting to I'm I question the connection with the global agenda. And this is why I saw Trump do the World Economic Forum speech. What did he say? America first. F you. I'm like, ah, that's my boy. Like, that's tight, right? But then I start looking at the way the shots were pushed globally. He's like, warp speed, da-da-da, America. Like, 
But I was like, all of us got the shots around the same time. So even though it seemed like we were getting something first and we were going to be aggressive, but I was like, dude, every country pretty much got the shots at the same time and then forced them on everyone. So there's just something there that and then the biggest thing for me and Trump, the biggest thing isn't that he fast tracked this thing and is trying to take all the credit for it. It's his stance on it in this current moment that he's still pushing it. And, and no one could acknowledge the uh, side effects at all. No one could acknowledge that people have been hurt in his base and other bases. And, you know, just taking a step back being like, hey, we're looking at things. And the other thing that he's setting himself up for, just like Alex Jones says, the more credit he takes for it, if this thing does take a pitfall, which they don't want it to have a pitfall because the v, Vs are the future of humanity. They want to get them out faster. It's just a great hustle for pharma. But essentially, you know, if we do get our fingers on the, you know, the all of the data, we start putting things together, he's going to be the main fall guy for it. They're going to use that to blame him. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm more just upset with him still pushing it, you know, like it's just like, bro, you know, and not pushing like I look at him. Right. America first. Make America great again. Like that's his demeanor. That's him. So for him not to be pushing, in my opinion, core values, which is freedom. So it should be like, A, we do have this V here. If people want to get it, get it. But I want you guys to know your freedom always comes first. These type of dialogues are the things that are going to help me like massage my shoulders. Like, all right, I'll calm down a little bit. You know, I just, you know, he's very aggressive with it. The way he tries to sell this thing to his base. And I'm just going to keep it a buck. In my opinion, I don't even know how to say this on YouTube, but kids should not have to get this thing at all. They should, they like, unless it's, it's the parent's choice. So for at, YouTube, we have to say that. Yes, it should be the parent's choice. Children, they should really be looking at this. And for people just to be pushing it at the level they are, I really like uh, DeSantis and his, uh, what is it, the health guy, uh, the brother, the, the health dude in Florida. Who who does um, stuff with DeSantis? He's like a what are they called? The he's um, like you know who I'm talking about though, right? I know who you're talking about. I'm I, like, I, I want to say health minister, but that's you know someone in the live chat. Please let us know. I'm trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, he's um, like the health whatever of Florida. Health minister. Wait, no, that's not it. Yeah, no. that's just the, what I thought off top. But um, he's saying some real stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm not even trying to get into the dialogue of oh, it's doing this to people or it's not. I'm just like, people need to have a choice. And if that was put first, I wouldn't even have a problem with it. But I know what's coming down the pipelines because I've been aware of this stuff before the Rona. I knew about this stuff. I have some stuff I'll tell you off camera because um, that will get us kicked off YouTube. Um, yeah. But I, even my my daughter, I think, if I'm keeping it 100% real, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, um, well, back to where your point about the way he's pushing it right now, like this has been cut. This is what I what what is people from his inner circle have been saying, like he thinks that this is his leg scene. This is the only thing he can hold on to because like um, he's never going to get anything better because of what happened to January 6th. A lot of because the, the way that because the media will never let that go. The Democrats, the left, they will never let January 6th go. So the only thing that that Trump from what people in his inner circle have been saying this is the only thing he has because we can get we, we, it's gotten us back to our lives. Supposedly got us back to our lives so far. And for YouTube's sake, talk to your doctor. And like we said at YouTube, talk to your doctor. But like, but, but like, but like he has been saying a lot recently that he thinks that it should be their people's freedom to to um get it. He yeah. has said that. It's not like he's been saying like 
I, I think he got booed. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? He had to literally get booed by his base and some of his strongest markets, you know, campaigning the thing before he's like, all right, these people, because even he says it, he, and I, this is what I love about Trump. He's funny. Because he's like, the word I can't say, like, because he knows his base doesn't like it. But he's like, that's where I'm like, yo, I rock with him. Because he's like, even though his base isn't feeling it, he believes in it. So he's telling you that he believes in it. And that's where I'm like, OK, that's that. That's the part of his personality I like. But, yeah, keep going. My bad. But 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 like I said, like I said, I, what I think, at least at least he, he realizes, I think Trump realizes that I'm pushing it too much. It's like it's, it's going to get him in big, big trouble. He realizes that, but he realizes at the same time, this will probably be his only legacy. The only thing good that will be remembered in the history books, because the left, they are the ones who control the history in the elites. They, they control the history books. They write down whatever history they want. Just like if just like with World War, just like with all the world wars and all and all of these other things that we've gone through, the elites have been the ones writing the history books, not not people like populists like you and me who are populists. We're not the ones who've been writing the history books. But un unless we can find some way to like take the country back, we can like, we can actually be the ones to write the history books. But who knows if that'll happen in our lifetime? Hopefully it does. But who knows? The biggest thing learned throughout this whole is is in writing history. Um, people have to get in control of the media and these platforms. And that's how you're going to be able to be a part. Because like if, if I had anything to do with it, right, like the, one of the biggest things, Trump economy. That's his biggest claim to fame. Everyone know everyone, you know, people are just like, yeah, the Trump economy, the Trump era. That was, you know, we're all getting money. So I feel like that's going to be his legacy if if they can push that, you know, um, you know, it is what it is. I, like I said, I don't have too many qualms with him. He, you know, the way he's very polarizing and obvious, like he he's not like he doesn't act like a politician. I personally enjoy it because I, I listen to battle rap. That's what it reminds me of him clowning. To, you should be in jail. Like that's like a battle rap punchline. I enjoy that. But I could understand why a majority or like a, a big percentage of America is thrown off by that. And they're just like, oh, I can't stand him. I understand that as well. So like, you know, I feel like we're at this place where, you know, um, someone with the ability to do things similar to Trump, but even go more populist, right? Like I'd like to go more populist, more we the people, but have that. What up, Osiris? Thanks for stopping by, bro. What up, brah? Um, but a little more political to it. So we don't have like the stuff that's going on in the, sh in the streets with the culture wars. It's crazy. Like it really is crazy. And I'm like, is it? I don't blame. The reason I, I one time I tried to blame Trump. I was like, well, he's divisive and da, 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 it's Trump. And one of my fans was like, bro, but what about the media? And I was like, you know what? This is a, a dance that they're playing and the media plays to one side. Trump plays to his base, but they're so boom, boom, boom. You know, you know, their battlefront, you know, it's not just like, cause you know, I, you know, I was like, why Trump say it like this? He didn't have to do that. But then you start seeing how these things line up and it's like this battle going on between him and the media. And he's just like, well, I'm going to one up you. You know what I'm saying? And so like, it's, it's funny. I used to like kind of want to blame him for that, but I won't do that anymore. It, it, it a big portion of this is media driven. And then, um, you know, there are some things he says that I don't agree with where I'm like, ah, like I thought that was funny, but is that good for our nation right now when we need Stormy this? Daniels, you know, <laughs> like, bro, that was kind of wild, but Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I, 
one th- I I did I, like what I would, would attest to agree with you on is something something like um that raises a huge question mark with what he's done is like some of the candidates he's endorsed for 2022 like the, the like Dr. Oz being the biggest one which I'm like I didn't understand that whatsoever or Kevin McCarthy he endorsed him like these are people who are anti MAGA people who are against him why is he endorsing them that makes no sense to me like um these are people who are part of established or Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney types of establishment and like but he's not but he he's go, he's he's endorsing them hoping that they get elected I don't know if he, if he, if he's um if he's um if he's just um buying into it he's just um too ignorant or whatever but it, something's off there especially with um Dr. Ross who has a lot of ties to the WEF as well. Yeah, well and you know we all know this is political but like my biggest qualm is like bro we're letting out Kodak Black, Little Wayne and there's no real talk of like Julian Assange or Snowden and I was like if anyone was going to do it it could have and should have been Trump. And, you know, my thing is, too, like, I'm like, how deep are these political ties and these agendas when a, a president going out guns a blazing can't even get that done? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's very we're in a very unique time. And um, again, I'm not like super politics savvy. I'm just going off of the things I've seen in the last few years as I've gotten into it because it knocked. At my doorfront, hey, you're not essential. You can't work anymore. You know, you can't feed your family. This is why I was like, hold on, what? You know, and so I started getting more into politics because I never saw it at my front door like that. I was always just a hustler, dude, you know, rapping, making money, doing shows, you know, doing my thing. So I never paid attention to politics and I was forced to, I got put in a political suplex and had to wake up, you know? So, like, I didn't really get involved in politics that much till 2020, really, till I started. Well, I actually, I, I, I take that back. I kind of, I did in 2016. Like I said, I was blue pilled. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm only 20 right now, so I was only like 14 or 15, or I, I forget. I was like 14, 15 in, in 2016. I don't recall at the time, but like, um, I was actually buying into a lot of this kind of stuff right here. I was buying into the left. Trump is evil. He's racist. Hillary is the future. Like, she's good. Like. I, I apologize for that. I like I said, I I was young, I was arrogant. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know, have a lot of research. Like I said, I didn't do much research before twenty twenty. Yeah. But then when, but but then when twenty twenty came around, I started doing a lot more research. And then like um, I started looking at how the media was portraying a lot of stuff. I was like, hold on, this isn't true. Like I'm um, when like I'm um, when they talked about Trump being racist on the immigration thing because I never really looked into it. I I, I was just thought he was racist just for putting up a border wall. And then until I looked at what his position was, like um, he wants to, he what he's doing is he's stopping human trafficking and stopping a lot of these criminals from getting into our country. These people that just that, that just try to get to this country and try to and actually kill people or do or sell drugs or do anything like that. And then and, the, and then like I saw an interview with CNN, which one was taken out of context that he did because like it was actually a reporter when they were talking about the uh, caravan coming up, I believe it was in 2018, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And basically Trump was saying like he wants them to come into the country, but he wants them to come in legally. There's a process. I was like, this makes a whole lot of sense. Like I actually agree with him on that. I I, I never even knew about this beforehand. So it's so like that that like that was part of the thing that made me realize Trump, he's actually a pretty reasonable guy. He's not some 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 dude with the hood or anything like that. He's a pretty reasonable guy. Now he says a lot of weird things that are that are that are a little wacky, like the Stormy Daniels one calling her a horse face. So <laughs> I still laugh at that all the time. It, it's hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah. but still though, like Trump was a really reasonable guy, and like um, 
I didn't vote in 2020 because like um I was still in the middle of my red pill moment right there. I, I didn't know who to go for because like I said, I was I was still in the middle. And no. then it wasn't until after January 6th where I became full on red pilled. And then yeah. I was like, after that, I'm done. I'm I'm out of this left wing left wing culture thing. Yeah, I mean the the vote for me in 2020 was very simple. I watched all the debates, I watched all the interviews, and you know Biden didn't do many interviews, but he did do one interview. And the thing that I was like, dude, this is just no brainer to me. He said his big push was I'm going to get control, or I'm going to get control of of the Rona, um, for lack of the saying the c word. Um, but he's like, I'm going to get control of it. I'm going to mandate masks. We're going to um, put shots out there. And he wouldn't say he was going to mandate the shots, but he implied that's what he wanted to do. That's all he had to say to me. I was like, cool, I'm not voting for you. I will never vote for you. I'll never vote for that ever. And Trump was saying the opposite. And, um, you know, that's who I was rocking with. And, you know, I do sometimes think I, you never know, you know, the Ukraine, Russia stuff might have been in, inevitable. Like a lot of my people who know more than me say it was inevitable. But, you know, under Trump, we might have had some better outcomes there. Maybe some, you know, his relationship with, I believe, the Saudis, like a lot of different things that I think could be playing in our favor right now that aren't. And when you're coming out of a freaking pandemic, you want access to all of the favors you can get. You want like, you know what I mean? You want everything they're doing. It's and, and that's what's really unique to me, because I'm like, you know, they're talking about they're we're in a recession, but they're like, no, we're not. I'm like, dude, we are in a recession. That's what the numbers today, like the definition of recession. We are in one, but just for politics. And that's the part of politics that is very infuriating. They think we're idiots. They think we're dumb. And, you know, to me, the Democratic Party is pushing everything but what the people really need. We came out of a pandemic. The first thing focus should be people's health and our ecosystem, meaning our financial stability. How do we get back to where we need to get to? Every decision they make is collapsing the dollar, is not helping our health. And so, you know, I have fundamental issues with the system in general, and I'm not no anarchist, but just the fact that we can't say, hey, people should lose weight. We should take vitamins. We should do this. This will actually help you against certain things. We're still pushing only big pharma stuff. It's just incredible to me. So, yeah. Like and and like um I'm I'm not sure if you're aware of it but you're are you aware that um the Saudis like um the thing what they're doing right now they're actually consider they're actually considering dropping the U.S. dollar and going with the Chinese yen now so that they can start selling oil to China instead of the U.S. now. I mean I didn't know that but none of this surprises me like we're we're like in the middle of a root a very rude awakening for being on top now we still have this is what's funny though this is the craziest sh to me because we have a lot of resources at home that we're not using a lot of resources like we're an untapped market for a lot of resources that we're not use utilizing but they'll just act like we don't have anything here and we got to do this and we got to do that so you know this is where it's like you know maybe it's because i'm not in politics like the one thing i learned so i'm a rapper and a promoter and i'm like let's say there's the beginning rapper down here there's me i'm pretty high up there but live nation you know little baby the baby little wayne they're up here i'm here and this is the beginner the beginner doesn't know what i know about promoting the industry contracts publishing they don't know what i know but i don't know what these mfers know so like when i look at politics i try to see it through that lens sometimes because i'm sure you know 
I'm not saying I don't know. What I'm saying is these global people and these politicians have plans. Now, I don't know if they're like play chess and they're all thought out 5D chess, bro. I don't know all of that. But there's a plan and there's a reason these things are unfolding the way it's unfolding. It's not just like, yeah, haha, this will never happen. It's like, yo. So they have a plan either way. I don't I don't you know, I don't know the answers with it. But, you know, I don't personally I would just be like, yo, the next, you know, three, four years should just be focused on America. We should rebuild and get strong, not just give our resources, help all these people do all this nonsense. It's that simple analogy. We've all heard it. When you're in the plane, the mass drops, you put yours on first, then you put it on the kid. If you put it on the kid first, you might not get it on them and die in the process. you got to be able to breathe first. We should be first. We should be focused on American people, um, American economics, getting our stuff back on track. Then we can go attack the world or not for light of like not attack the world, but help the world, let's say, or whatever we need to do. Yeah. My That's buddy what. Carlos said it best to that last line. He says like, yeah, you want to help your neighbors out, but your house comes first. If you can't help your do your house, there's no business. There's no reason to go help your neighbors out. Like you, you may like them a whole lot, but if you can't keep your house stable and everything, it, you're not even going to have a house. You're not even going to have a place to live. That's what's happening right now to this country with the southern border. Like, yes, I actually do like immigration, legal immigration, but like we, but like we can't keep taking the world's um um all the world's people into this country. We just can't um st stabilize it especially with all the homeless problems, the, how big the homeless problem we have right now, especially in California, New York, and et cetera, et cetera. Pretty much in all the all the big cities around the country, it's full of homelessness. So yeah. why, why should we be the ones taking care of the entire world, but we can't even take care of our own right now? What's crazy with immigration, and this is going to sound nuts, but this is what, I'm like, this is what I honestly think. Let everyone in, but it has to be through the legal process. Like, because with the legal process, we could build America up with certain things and letting everyone in would be crazy. But with the legal process, it would technically stop letting every person in. Right. But it's like, I get it. Like, if there's refugees, if people are seeking asylum, like we literally have wars on the other side of our border with these cartels. I understand why people want to come here. But if we could get people to get here the proper way, because, you know, when you do it legally, you learn about the country, you learn about the Constitution, you get your Social Security card. All these things are done in a way where we can, you know, utilize people together, because then I look at it like this. I'm like, yo, well, why are you getting perks that I don't get? You know, like you over here getting the fast train because it's like I might have a cousin who wanted to be here. He's in line and you just cut the line. You know what I mean? So like. Because you guys want to know it's crazy. I don't know if Osiris is still in here, but I'm actually really good friends with Immortal Technique and R.A. the Rugged Man. And they would disagree probably with me on most of this stuff. And I still haven't really had a conversation with Immortal because, uh, you know, I wasn't this political when I, I, me and him were like touring together. And now I'm just getting a little more political. And, you know. I don't know, man, there's a method to the madness, but I'm like, these things don't have to be these huge issues. We could figure them out. But it's like, like you said, it's like, hey, you know, when you're just letting random like because that's the other thing going through the process, you know, getting the best people over is always good, is always a good thing. And then also sifting through stuff like people with criminal records, like, you know, I do believe people should get a second chance, but I don't know if that second chance should be here. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. My my buddy Carlos, he even he he showed me and Osiris of and like an image of like a caravan, like they were walking toward the to, towards the United States. But the thing was, they were carrying a flag. And it was the flag of like their country. 
and like me and Osiris them told told our but told Carlos this is that this seems like an invasion. It's like you know when a military like whenever they go into battle they always carry their country's flag. It's like an invasion. Like they're intentionally coming to destroy to wipe us out. But now, but like I said, like it meant if they if now if they had like the American flag and they were walking, I, I could at least say like, hey, these guys are patriotic. They want to come to this country. They want they love it. They want freedom. But but the fact that they're waving their own little flag while they're doing it, that it, it's almost a, 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 they're trying to like invite like um, um, bad stuff in. That's really what it feels like to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep it real, man. Like this last couple of years, I've started having a problem. Like I'll see people. And I understand being proud of your heritage and us being a melting pot. I think you should be very proud of your heritage. But I just I'm one of the people I'm like, yo, I can't even wave a Mexican flag or a Cuban flag or a Jamaican flag without waving the American flag. The American flag is literally why I'm like showing off my culture because it helped me get to this level. Like it's the fundamental. And the other thing is, even though America has it's uh, it's not perfect. America, fundamentally, the concept behind it is people uniting we're all created equal and it's an experiment yeah we started during the slave trade and there was racism and all these different things but the deep underlining principle and under of what america's supposed to be i'm not saying it's there yet but the flag is supposed to represent all people not this rainbow sh whatever that doesn't just oh you throw a black and brown line now it represents all people no the american flag your representation is in there and the reason you have a rainbow flag is because of America. The reason you're like, oh, I'm proud to be Jamaican is because like I just won the championship is because you're on American soil, the land of the free. And it's just so wealthy and you're able to have all these opportunities to prop these things up. So fundamentally, I'm just like, you know, like, you know, I've ran into some racial things where I'm like, damn, that sucks. You know, it's like, why, why, why do people have to be like this? But at the end of the day, I'm not going to go burn an American flag because some people are in a certain way. Like my thing is the big picture. And also I have to separate we, the people from the government because the government's supposed to work with for us, but now the government works for the global elites and the corporations. They don't work for us. So like when I think of America and the concepts of America, I'm thinking of, you know, we, the people, all men are created equal, the constitution, all these things and a melting pot at the end of the day. Yes, there, this is a land of immigrants. And so, you know, I know the left will use that and weaponize it. Like, yo, y'all are racist. This is a land of immigrants. Why would you do this? But it's also like, it's like all of these things in one and trying to, you know, get on the same playing field because again, United States, if we don't get United, we will be something else. And I don't know where that's going to take us. So, so yeah, who, in your opinion, who do you want to 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 become the president in 2024? Like not not who you think it will be. Who do you want it to be? Like if you had to pick someone, um, right now, you know, I, okay, I'm struggling because I got two people on my mind. Oh, I, I know who they are. We all, everyone knows who they are. So, well, I might switch it up. I, I go more like Osiris's route. Like I'm liking dave smith way more oh. and more because he because he's just a little more real he's just more logical with everything in my opinion there's certain things you can't agree with every polit politician but the way he addresses things especially the rona stuff and the wars overseas i'm like bro i'm i'm all in now is that relevant i don't know 
you know, I'd lean into like a DeSantis type of character um, over a Trump. But I'll just keep it real. If it's Trump versus blue, I'm going to vote Trump. Like, that's just, you know, but like I, I, I like I w- as a dreamer. You know, you have these figures like a Dave Smith that pop up or uh, um, who was the uh, man? Who am I? Oh, man. The uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, the dude Dave Smith looks up to so much. Ron, Ron Paul. Yes. Yeah. Paul, the Pauls. Right. But Ron Paul. And it's just like, you know, these were when you go back and listen to what they were saying when they were running and doing stuff and you see what's happening now, you're like, bro, like. It's just going to continue to happen unless we like I feel like Trump was the first huge disruptor and that's disruption made America dope. Like, I mean, it woke a bunch of people up. The fake news media is probably the greatest term invented in the last, you know, 20 years. Uh, It woke a bunch of people up. People like, yo, what's going on? You know, he was a disruptor and we had a great economy. And I don't really care about like I'm like, dude, people want to be happy, be happy. You got to be able to make some money and live with your family. That's what we all should want. You know, like so that, you know, that's where I'm at. But yeah, like I would like a, you know, a Ron Paul, Dave Smith type of character who could kind of get us like disrupt things and get things on a better playing field against go like get away from all the corporate global agendas is that even reasonable? Probably not. So like if I had to lean into something, I would I would lean into DeSantis first. I do think DeSantis is like baby Trump, but I just think he's better. He's he's more politically savvy. Like I feel like we could get he could get more people on board from the left than Trump. That's just what I think. But, you know, like I said, to be real, I would have just said Trump. If he wasn't on this Pfizer train crazy, I would just be like, dude, Trump, let's, you know, get another disruptive four years. F it. Let's see what happens. Let's get on the roller coaster. That would, you know, but I'm just like, yo, man, you know, I, I just the whole Pfizer thing, like because he took money from Pfizer, too, for his, through his campaign, like a million bucks. And all this stuff, it's like, well, you're a billionaire. You're not taking money as the president. Why you got to take it from Pfizer? Like, it's like, bruh, that stuff is that's leery to me, bro. Like, it really is because all that stuff, when it starts getting into the swamp, it all starts connecting, bro. And so that's why I just get a little, you know, like, hey, man, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about Dave Smith, like um, he has a zero percent chance because here's the thing. Whether you, anyone likes it or who not, you who you'd want, not who not, that's why I mentioned him. Yeah, I, I know, I know that, but like, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to who I want to. I'm, I'm in a second, but I'll just talk about the Dave Smith thing first. There's a zero percent chance because whether anyone likes it or not, we li- we have a two party system. There's and that's never gonna change. It never will because Libertarian Party, in my opinion, and I've told Osiris this beforehand. He just dis- he doesn't like it, but I still say it. To me, the Libertarian Party is a joke because it, it'll never have any chance of, of winning anything. Like it, it's just it, it has no chance of doing anything in the future now or ever. I think that's pretty obvious, at least to me. Now, because especially especially um, let's but if it was possible, if it was, let's say for that, I still would not. I wouldn't go with Dave Smith because I'm a he's a I'm conservative because like I'm more of a traditionalist. I have a lot more traditional values. So in that in that kind of area. So me, I would actually still go with Trump because here's why, because because I would actually want 12 years of conservatism because being me being a conservative myself, I would want Trump, and then at, in 2024, then after that, I would like to get tw- um, eight years of DeSantis to have tw- to have 12 years of um conservativeship. 
because I'd rather have 12 years versus four years, in my view. Or, I mean, eight years, I should say, because if, if, the, if Trump doesn't run, DeSantis would, pro- would probably be the candidate almost guaranteed. Because, like, and he's, he, he, we don't know, he still might run regardless, even if Trump runs. Who knows about that? But, like, um, right, but right now, I, I, I'm just going by a logical answer. I would, I'd rather have mo- mo- many more years of conservatism than just a, than fewer of them. That, but that's just me, though. So check it. Um, I definitely would prefer more conservatism over progressiveness because I don't we will go off the rails if we continue in this progressive manner. You know, there's some girl just got hit with a volleyball from some trans person. You know, men playing girl sports is crazy. The fact that we're here right now, that's where I'm just like, okay. And I understand what you're saying. Now, when I say Dave Smith, let's take his name out of there and say a figure like that. Now, one, first and foremost, you're probably right with the libertarian stuff. But me being, you know, an artist and kind of coming from nothing, I never believe in impossible, you know, but the, ch- the, the chances of are super rare. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I wouldn't say impossible, but this is a two party system. It's built this way for a specific reason. And that third party, if it would if it could get to that level it would shake up the system i think in a good way in a way that we would need it and that's why it probably wouldn't never happen but i never like to say never now the reason i wouldn't first personally go with like uh, trump or desantis and i went with like a figure like a ron paul or a dave smith is because of this i'm actually have more conservative values than i have anything else and i'm more of a traditionalist however i started to realize in the last year that it can't always be about me and my side. It has about to be about Americans. So if I'm really putting Americans first, and when I say America first, it takes I need to take some time to remember there's other people that aren't conservative. And how do I fit them into this playing field? Even though they might not agree with everything or love everything, I think that is going to be the test of the a true leader who kind of embraces both sides and like, hey, I lean this way. But can I bring in some of the left like, you know, like, you know, have enough values to bring in like a Bill Maher and and people who are logical on the left? Because like with Trump, he kind of it's just like, bro, they can't rock with him. But there are some Republicans where like, ah, this ain't what I want, but it's it's not a war. And I think um, there's it's unique, but there is this concept of America. And I think Trump just gets a bad label because. I think he was there for the LGTB community, all these different things that people try to act like he wasn't there for when people like, you know, Biden and these other regimes were literally like against gay marriage. So it's really funny when you see that. Now, I'm not here to push those agendas at all, because, again, I'm a traditional person and conservative person. But when we think of the concept of America, the land of the free has to come first. So if this is a free land, I want to people to be able to be treated that way. And I don't want, you know, this one side like, yo, this is a land where I'm OK with atheists and the rainbow community. This is freaking America. Awesome. Do you. That's what makes America dope. Um, so like I, I'm, I'm like kind of I try to balance those things because I feel like that's where we're at right now, where if you do have traditional values, you see where the progressive side is trying to push those on you and it doesn't feel like america it's like oh this is mandated you have to do that i'm like when did this what what part of america is this so when i say stuff like that that's kind of where my head's at it's like trying to think of the overall picture and more than just my side but you know 
me personally, I would gravitate to that as well, more so than I'm not trying to do another four years of progressive freaking green earth climate, blah, blah. Like, I, dude, I'm straight on all this stuff, you know? Yeah. I respect your opinion on that. Well, me, I, I'm me being conservative. I, I, I just go with. I like to. I go with my values where my values align with. And like when we, when you were mentioned, like appealing to everyone. Go down to Florida. DeSantis isn't there is appealing to everyone. He doesn't care whether you, whether you're a part of LGBT or whatever. Or just um, just he just wants to leave the kids out of it. Just do whatever you want to. That's what's going down in Florida. Same thing in Texas. And I think I think coming from a conservative view, he has a lot of libertarian elements right there. But he but DeSantis, he's more of a traditionalist like everyone else is. So I think DeSantis um would be even better than Dave Smith in my opinion because that that's just how I view it. And plus, he has a lot of the same values that I have. I, I agree. I just, you know, when things were rolling out, DeSantis did some interesting things at the beginning of the pandemic. He changed it up. But if I remember correct, he shut some things down. His shutdown was pretty gangster at first. Like I, uh, I, I was watching something on breaking points and they were breaking it down. And so he just he changed once he started seeing the data and stuff, he he switched it up. But uh, again, um, it would depend because this is my issue. The Republican Party hasn't given me everything where I'm like, and neither have neither parties, right? But like, for example, I live in Colorado, right? And I know people who are leaving Texas for, you know, to treat their kids with CBD oil. And I'm like, dude, we're in America. Really? You're like a refugee for CBD oil? Like, we got to get some things. You know what I mean? So like there's things I see on both sides and I'm just trying to have my mind open to it. Now, I was just saying on some want like fantasy island stuff. Reality, I would lean like I said, I'd lean towards a DeSantis first and then a Trump second, but if everything's said and done and it's Trump versus the blue, it's, it's simple, it's a simple call. You know, we've already been through the blue, like ain't no one rocking with this. Trump is the better choice. Yeah, this is why I this is my proposal. And I still think this will probably happen, even though everyone's saying it will never happen. But this is what I believe still will happen. I think DeSantis will will, in fact, still be Trump's VP in 2024 if Trump decides to run. It's like, here's why everyone tells me that it's impossible because they're both alphas. And yes, they both are alphas. And they're the two big dogs. What I think would happen is they would both come together and realize that. If, if we put the two big dogs, which are us, if we put us, us two together, there's no way we can lose. There's, they, the le we have no chance of that. And I think we would, it would almost get, it would guarantee pretty much we would, Trump would be elected president. And then following that, DeSantis would be president, elected president the next two terms. I mean, possibly, but they would go hard after DeSantis with aligning with Trump. The other thing is, I think it's, I think it's a dangerous play. I could be wrong. But uh, Trump needs all the the alliances he has and having a good governor like DeSantis. Like, dude, if DeSantis goes, Florida could I don't oh, think yeah. would go blue, but there's possibilities. Oh, yeah. And so this is the crazy thing. Now, I'm not going to say this on your stream, but let's just say elections are that trustworthy. So um, you get a blue dude in Florida and then look at Austin, Austin, Texas. You know, Texas could be suspect at some point. Like, bro. Texas and Florida was our last saving grace when it came to freedoms in America for a lot of things during the pandemic. And those things led the way through the world because people were posting footage of Yo Gotti concerts where there's like 5,000 people and the whole world shut down and Florida's having sold out 
um, shows and people in Canada are like, what the fuck? Look at this. Like, <laughs> what the, you know, and, and like they literally led the way. Like we might still be locked down if some of the things in America didn't happen the way they happened. Um, because th these people, you know, I don't know. We're literally in the matrix. They want they want. I'm guessing they want the dollar to collapse. I guess they want us to have 100 percent dependency on them. And, um, you know, they did they did their job. They're taking out the middle class. They're taking out small business, um, you know, and without small business or a middle class. That's the only thing that makes America, in my opinion, that's the only thing that makes America different than any country is the middle class. The middle class is the buffering system. In every other country, you pretty much have the rich and the poor. But in America, you have the middle class. And this is why people come here for opportunity, because just to become middle class is it's so opportunistic. People don't because they're people in America are so entitled. They haven't seen what is in other countries. I've been to China. I've been to Colombia. I've been to uh, uh, Mexico, Belize, you name it. When you want to see, you know, people like, well, look at Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks pretty bad, but still, <laughs> bro, they have buildings. Even though they're abandoned, they still have buildings. I'm seeing people live in mud huts in Colombia, mud huts with tin roofs. You know, I'm like, bro, you guys don't even realize, even if you're in an abandoned building, how much better you have it. And uh, with our buffering system, when that buffering system is taken out, see, the left will be like, eat the rich. But what they're doing is they're taking out the middle class and there's literally going to be rich and poor. And then America is not America anymore. It will not. Once the middle class is gone, America will not be America because that buffering system is what makes us. And I don't see a middle class like we have here in any other country. Europe kind of has this vibe where it's, you know, modern, da, 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 da. But I don't I'm telling you, I don't see what I see in America in any other country. And I'm pretty well traveled. Yeah. And like speaking of Florida, Osiris and I have been talking about moving there. Both of us have been having conversations about that. So like, yeah. And then plus on top of that, um, DeSantis, if he does run a lot of uh, there, a lot of people would be pissed in Florida because they do not want him leaving there. Because like whether because DeSantis is by far the best governor in the entire country. It's not even close. He is by far the best governor in this country. And like, I would hope he stays there for as long as he can, which means he like he's going to wipe the floor with um Who is the who is the against the Democrat candidate. I don't even know who his name was. Yeah. DeSantis is going to wipe the floor with him. It's not even going to be close. And so DeSantis, and so what if DeSantis does leave, um, does be, um, run, um, it, the possibility of a Democrat governor be becoming, be, uh, be being put in Florida goes up dramatically. I completely agree with that, but because it's more about DeSantis than it is about Republicans. Like, so, so I, I could, I could see that, but Right, but do I think Florida would automatically switch them um, from to to blue overnight? Like if that happened, no, it would not. It would take like at least uh, at least an entire elect over at least one at least an entire election cycle. It would be at least 2024, 2028 if that would happen. But I don't think that will. It's like um, I think um, I, I what I think is happening is like a lot of these red states they're becoming solid red states. Like it's pretty obvious. Texas, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. Like Oklahoma, all, uh, pretty much all those red states, like it's been it's been coming pretty pretty obvious that they're going to become staying red for at least a long time, if not permanently. Now, there's some that will, like um, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas. Those states will stay red for permanently. California and New York, on the other hand, will stay blue permanently. We all know that. So, what I think is what I think is best to happen is like um, 
like DeSantis should stay and will, will probably stay, become the vice president. I, th I think that's what's best because at least we'll have a ch at least we'll be have a chance in some power at the federal level. Now, now what what, what what's going to have to happen though if if DeSantis does leave the governorship in Florida, what has to happen is they have the Republicans down there in Florida. They have to find a suitable um, Republican candidate to replace DeSantis. They need maybe, they'll probably not find someone who's on DeSantis's level, but at least find someone who's somewhere close to it, so we can at least get something like that there in Florida to remain there. So yeah, yeah. Now you said you said something to spark my brain to your first question to me. You were you, at the beginning of this. You asked how does the Democratic Party control and have so much of the black and latin vote and you just started say you the answer just popped into my face right when you you started naming off the red states and that's why it's because all of the red states are the southern states typically that had slavery so they sell these ideas that oh because they're republican that's how they're able to see this is what's so crazy they sell it like that the democratic party like oh all the southern states that wanted slavery so they have to be racist but in reality the Republican Party was the first ones with black, Latino congressmen, senators. It took the Democratic Party like 50 years or something to catch up to that. And so it's like bro, over 100 years, actually. You didn't even you didn't even have representation in your own party for how long? So it's just interesting. But you started saying red and it started popping up in my mind. I was like, OK, there's the answer that and all the other stuff we talked about earlier on the stream. Um, but yes. So there you go. But but yeah, like um, there are certain. In my opinion, there are certain states that will stay red forever; they'll never go blue, and there are certain states that will stay blue, um, blue forever, and they will never go red. New York, like um, yeah, like California, New York, um, probably Wa Illinois, New Jersey, Washington, um, Oregon. Those will stay blue permanently, at least in my opinion. The only ones that we have will have any chance of turning red are probably Wisconsin and Michigan, and at least that's how I viewed it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, during this election, man, watching all those states light up during the uh, what are the ballots and seeing where all the ballots were going like you're like, it, man, Trump woke a lot of people up, bro. And what's crazy is Biden is waking more people up. That's the gift of Biden because he's just the gift that don't stop giving. He's such a moron. He's so sleepy like we it's crazy. We got a drunk driver at the wheel of America straight up and it's waking people up and like. They're going to have to do a lot of shenanigans to get uh, another Biden in. So we'll see because yeah, so people are awake. They're like, dude, what is going on? Like this dude's running our country. What the f it's yeah. it's a, it's a clown world right now. For real. Yeah. Do you think Sleepy Joe is going to run in 2024? He just said something recently that he he's going to or, or something like he's wild. Look, the Democratic Party doesn't want him to run. Yeah. You know? They don't want him to run because it's mad confusing because people might they're like, yo, he might be the nominee. Like they don't like they need someone hot. They need a they need another. They need a, 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 a they need a Bill Clinton in his prime. They need a Obama. They don't have that and they don't know where to find it. Motherfucker's talking about Big Mike might run. I'm like, come on now, dude, like that. The Democratic Party doesn't have anyone hot like, you know, they just don't. They really don't. And that's what's funny. These people like even the, just keep it real. Who, who do the Republicans have other than DeSantis? Like DeSantis, like, let's just take Trump out of it because we all know he's hot. He's hot fire, you know. Yeah. But yeah. after DeSantis, you got the same old, same old shit like they, you know, like if you take anyone from the Republican Party versus the Democratic Party, that's not Trump or DeSantis. We do not know the outcome. It could go either way still. 
But with, uh, you know, like a DeSantis or Trump, like it, they should win, especially after this horrible four years where I mean, we're what, three years in, bro, ain't no one feeling this and it, we're not getting on track. No one wants to go through this another four years. Yeah, I don't I'm sick of living in clown world as it is. So, yeah, like I'm like, I, uh, do you do you think how, how much do you think he's going to even make it to 2024? You honestly think Biden will? Bro, I didn't think he was going to make it two weeks, so I have no comments. <laughs> yeah. I, really I thought, bro, I bro, I thought my man would be like, you know what I'm saying? All right, y'all, peace. You know, that honestly, I did not think. I was like, dude, he's too old. Like, he's wretched. Then when he got the Rona four times, or how many times did he get? I'm like, this dude is bulletproof, bro. Like, what? Like, this is crazy to me. I didn't expect him to make it this long. I was like, bro, everyone's talking. Oh, Kamala's about to be our president. He Here we are. I'm like, this motherfucker is a Terminator, bro. Yeah. Um, Ryan said something that's made an interesting comment right here. Newsom is hoping for that bid. Yeah, I, I think there's a strong possibility Newsom will run and it will be the Democratic nom nominee in 2024. I, I believe that. There's going to be a strong possibility. Yeah, I mean, Newsom's a, a, a younger dude, handsome. He says everything the left wants. To Pelosi's say. nephew. Yeah. So, I mean, he could run. I still I don't think when Newsom gets in a debate with a Trump or DeSantis, I just don't think that's the smoke he wants. Newsom is great talking by himself and doing these little press conferences. He's great at saying regurgitating things the left wants to say. But a lot of the things that the left says isn't battle tested. It's not ready. And that's also one of the reasons Trizump, I think he could have even, even though I, in my opinion, I know why he lost the, uh, the election. We'll just leave it at that. Um, but what could have even gave him more votes, his first debate with Biden. It was a train wreck. He, it was like the stand down stuff. Like, yeah, I get what he was saying. I know the Proud Boys aren't racist. I know they're not a white supremacist group, but who else does? So that was he should have just disaffiliated himself. Certain things he could have just stood on. He was just cocky, like the whole race. Everyone's calling him a racist. I went down the rabbit hole. This fool has denounced racism 20, 30 times. Well, guess what? Denounce it 31 more times and let's take this title home, baby. Why couldn't you do that in the first debate with Biden? You know what I'm saying? He could have. It is what it is. But, um, you know, those extra suburban moms that he needed to get to vote for him, he lost not by not denouncing racism and by uh, whatever else I just said about the, uh, uh, oh, the Proud Boy stand down thing. They ran with that stuff, man. They ran with it like, oh, he told a white supremacist group to stand down. He just should have disassociated with them. He should have just been like, I don't even know who that is, you know. I don't want anyone to hurt anyone. This is, I am not like, you know, you know how politics are. And then what's funny is after the first debate and after all the BS, then he gets, you know, then he get charges it down. Well, like he toned it down after J six, he has toned it down. He still talks a little bit. And that's what I'm, I'm like, bro, it should have just been toned down for the debate or played it a little bit better. Like he was just too, in my opinion, too cocky. I, I thought, Biden didn't have a chance in that debate. I'm eating popcorn. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> Biden held his own, bro. Whatever drugs they had him on, he did his thing. Like, I'm not like he he sucks. Well, well, but in I that, don't think he held his own in that debate, at least to me. I mean, he did. An, I mean, dude, Trump should have destroyed him. And he didn't. I actually, I think he did, actually, because Trump edged him. 
But I was just like, bro, like you're dealing with Sleepy Joe. But now that things have come out too, the laptop stuff is more <laughs> like available. Like that stuff hits harder if you go back and watch it now. But you know, they they stifled Trism with the with the social media stuff. Like that's true too. Um, and maybe if I go back and watch it, maybe I was just you know I remember Trump's campaign was so lit. Did you see the like Street Fighter thing where he's like jump kicking yeah. Biden? It's like finish him. <laughs> I'm going into yeah. the debate ready for that. You know what I mean? So I was just a little let down, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, what I think something that would be hilarious, though, like I, I actually would get a popcorn and a beer is that if 2024 DeSantis does run and Newsom does run, I just I will be watching those debates while eating popcorn and drinking a beer because that one will be hilarious right there. Because like Newsom has no chance against DeSantis, not even a little. He's not really that quick on his toes with his rebuttals. And I think DeSantis is good, but Trump is great when it comes to rebuttals. Trump is great. He's really good. Yeah, like DeSantis, in my view, he's just a younger version of Trump. At least that's how I view it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, he looks up to Trump, man. Like you remember some of his first commercials, like his little kid is in the tr like, dude, like he loves Trump. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's almost overshadowing in a way where Trump can kind of little brother him. That's where it's kind of like, eh. But um, yeah, man, for sure. So 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 yeah, like um, I I, I personally. I still think it will be Trump in 2024, I, at least in my opinion. But we, we, but before we get to that, what do you think? What do you who do you, what do you think about the midterms coming up in the next few weeks? Like, do you think Republicans have any chance of taking back the House and the Senate, or at least one of them? I mean, they they should. I think the momentum's in their favor. Uh, when you have people who lean left, like a Joe Rogan, and they're like really big upping, you know, the right. And same with like a Tulsi Gabbard announcing herself leaving. I think this uh, changes the the dynamic. And I think pe Bill Maher is waking people up. And I think uh, people are going to vote. I think people are going to come out and vote red. I think, you know, they talk about this red tsunami, red wave. I think that's very I think that's more likely. And if that doesn't happen, I call bullshit at the polls. But that's just me because <laughs> I'm yeah. just. You know, well, from everything I see, people are pretty charged up. Um, you know, there's a lot of nonsense going on still. So, yeah. Well, I well, here's what I think will happen. I think for sure, what I am 99% sure. I don't want to go to 100 100% just just in case it doesn't happen. But I'm 99% sure the Republicans will take back the House. They mm -hmm. will take get a super majority in the House. Like they'll pick up anywhere from 20. They'll pick up anywhere from 40 to 50 seats. That, that's just my view. And now with the Senate, that one's going to be a little tougher. What I think will happen is will will happen. Republicans will gain a majority in the Senate, but they'll only get the only because right now the Senate is at 50 50, mm -hmm. 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats. I think Republicans in the Senate will pick up one or one seat, maybe two. They'll so pick up 51, 40. Uh, yeah, they'll pick up one seat, maybe two. That's that's how I've seen it. I can see that. And what's yeah. funny is like whenever, man, what was the topic? I haven't been talking culture war and politics as much lately, but I remember there was a topic coming up. I'm trying to think if it was on some type of gun right or whatever. And it was just like, I just remember everyone coming out and they put up a list of all the Republicans who voted with the Democrats. I forget oh. what the, the topic was. And that's the problem. Yeah, it was the gun rights. This is why I'm telling you when I'm like, yo, I'm going back to the middle because these freaking Republicans and maybe they're like, oh, well, they're rhinos. They're not MAGA Republicans. I'm like, 
bro, I don't care because it's like when you look at one side, this is the side, this is this is this is the side. And if we don't filter those MFs out, then and I'm choosing this side and they're still voting against me, I can't rock with that. And I got to call it out. And I just I, I forgot what it was. I think it was maybe some type of gun stuff. It was it was the red flag law one. Yeah, yo, the red flag. Cause like I'm like, bro, like F y'all red flag laws, bro. Like that's just more intrusiveness. And the intrusiveness is just yo, they be trying to sell it like it's some uh like it's no, it's not that big. It's just like a background check. The hell it is. And I think I watched Crowder break it down. And if he broke it down correctly, I was like, dude, I agree with you, bro. So, um, you know, but at my at the end of the day, I don't even my thing is like, I don't know, man. I'm just it's very simple. It's like, OK, so a criminal breaks the law and now law abiding citizens pay the consequences. Where in the hell in the world does that happen where this motherfucker steals? So I'm going to take the innocent man and cut off his fingers. Like, what are we talking about? No. And, and it's, we got bigger problems than that as, as a lot more uh, mental health than anything, especially in America, because, you know, we have all this wealth entitlement. But with that wealth and entitlement comes unhealthy. Right. Like we have gluttons. We have we have one of the, some of the biggest populations of obesity, morbid obesity. And then now you're seeing the mental health stuff because you're seeing like you don't really hear like and chemicals you, in our food. Yeah. The chemical in water and turn the frogs. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, but like, uh, where do we see, you know, mass sh- shootings of children, you know, like in the way we see them in America, anywhere else on this planet, you know, like it's super weird. Like, yeah, you have like suicide bombers and weird things going on, but like, let's just keep it real. Like, a young kid getting strapped up, going and doing some hellacious things. It's really strange, and it it's it happens more so here than anywhere. But I wouldn't blame it on the gun. Like that's just ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah. So, do you think we can like um 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 come to terms with these pe- these radical leftists? Like um at least uh, at least find some way to live together. Do you want me to be honest? Uh, yeah, I'd like to. I want to hear what no. your full opinion is. <laughs> no, oh. but, but we can with the moderate left. The progressive left, no, just like you can't with the radical right, because there's a radical. That's what you, people have to remember. Yeah. On each side, there's a radical part. There, there are is. There there's going to be some fools who are straight up down with some some nonsense on the right, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I don't expect them to get along with the radical left, and I don't expect even myself. Like I'm the type of person I can talk with someone on the radical left, but bro, like I'm not. You know, my daughter is not going to be exposed to. Let's just say someone with male genitalia acting like a female in her bathroom, in her sports, competing against her. When that time comes, they're going to have I'm not even going to say that. I'm just I'm not going to be dealing with that at that level. Let's just say that that's not happening to my daughter. Uh, And if certain things go that route, I'll deal with them at that moment. But um, that's radical left to me. And if you can't get over that, then I can't agree with you. But moderate left where they're like. Yeah, no, I I see that. And, you know, the moderate left is going to also agree with like, even though I don't agree with abortion, they're at least going to agree with late term abortion is crazy. You know, see, there's a moderate side of the left and a moderate side of the right where we can get along. Hey, man, that sucks. I don't believe in abortion. But look, we are in America and I don't want the government to tell you what to do. Just like I don't want them to tell me what to do. It is what it is. Uh, You know, I believe it's, you know, a child's at conception. So to me. 
it's more than just, oh, I'm just, you know. We need to leave it to the states. That's why I don't want the federal government having any say in that. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, there's a lot more going on with people when it comes to a, a abortion and stuff like that. Because a lot of the people, um, a lot of the women are at a certain age bracket and a certain money factor and they have multiple abortions. And that's another thing. It's like, I don't agree with it at all, but I'm not here to judge you. I'm not God. So I'm not here to judge you, and I'm not trying to have the government come down on you either. And I am traditional when it comes to that and conservative. Um, but at the same time, it's hard for me because I do believe at conception there's a life there. I think that's obvious. I think biology and science would agree with me on that point. you know. And I think people on the right typically would be like, well, then we're protecting lives. And I do agree with that. But there's just a part of me where it's like, yo, we've we're so far gone in certain certain sense to keep America together as this uh, as this beautiful place. I'm like, where can I meet? You know, it's, it, I struggle because I think of like Sodom and Gomorrah when I start talking about this stuff, because when I think of it as like, yo, this is a little life form. Yeah, we need to protect that. I struggle saying, hey, I'm pro-life, but you go do what you want. I'm not your judge. But in reality, I'm not their judge. I'm not the one scraping it out. You know, God is their judge. I want you to look in the mirror and be be able to live with what you're doing. Stop saying it's a cluster, it's a cluster of sales. It's not a life. It's not all this stuff and deal with that. So you can either ask for forgiveness or deal with the consequences of that. That's my stance. And that's how I have to kind of do it, because I do feel like a lot of things get lost when you start going ham against people for their decisions, especially when you think of the principles America was built on, which is freedom. And that's freedom of a religion expression and all these different things. And when I go back in history, I think it was the Spartans, maybe not, but it's like people were like throwing deformed babies off cliffs and stuff like that. So these type of things have happened, even though I don't agree with them. So, or in Virginia, they, they, they do post-birth abortion. Oh. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but I can hear you. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. But like I was saying was like I'm in Virginia, they have post birth abortions now too. So yeah, I, I personally I don't think there's any way we can like reason with these radical leftists. So here's my here's this question I have for you. Do you do you do you think this will um revolve into a civil war? Um, I don't think so. Um, if it does, it would be planned out. So I, I think two things. One, I think Americans are very lazy and love entertainment. And, um, so me, I train Brazilian jujitsu. I've done martial arts most of my life. Um, my dad was in the military. I understand the concept of like, really, like I used to wrestle, like I used to run track, like going through that mental place of sacrifice to win or for a certain outcome. And a lot of Mer Americans haven't faced that, let alone bleeding, going to war, the worst part. Like, because people don't understand it. there's fighting and then there's violence. See, people don't understand, like, you could be the best fighter in the world, but someone who's more violent could potentially beat you. Violence is different than fighting. And I don't think people really want or are ready for that. That's why you see these little clashes in Washington or here and there with Antifa and these people, people getting their arms blown off and stuff happening 
you just went into like a war type situation, a very baby esque war type situation. And you were faced with things that happen in those moments. And if you're not prepared for them, they scar you for life. And typically they scar anyone for life anyways, but like in a different way. And I don't think, I think people think they're ready because of their emotions, their emotions bring them to the streets. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But when the switch is flipped on, there's military veterans and people who've already gone out and done that at a very high level that aren't going to put up with that. And so if we did have some type of civil unrest, it could get very bad because we have the most amount of uh, guns in our country. And I believe it would get so bad that then that's when these alliances with, uh, you know, the whoever wants to come in and take over or be a part of America would come in and be like, oh, we need help. Because, you know, you got to think like with Vietnam, it was a guerrilla war and we have so many resources on the land of America. Imagine civilians fighting civilians and civilians fighting the military and the police. It would be utter mayhem that people are not ready for and they don't want. And it would last a very long time because we have a ton of resources. We have a ton of water. We have a ton of food and we have a ton of people. So if it really got that crazy, you know, someone else would have to come in and intervene. They'd have to bring in some like NATO or, you know, who knows that, you know, China sneak its way in here. Like you'd be surprised. So one, we don't want that to happen. No one wants a bloody revolution. No one's ready for that. We all have kids. If you have kids, you don't even want it. Think about just, like, you know, when we light up the, the, the in commemoration for our country on the 4th of July, you're seeing all those fireworks and you're just like, damn, sometimes you got to close your eyes and imagine those being bombs and you being scared for your life and your family and you want to protect them and bullets whistling by your head and remember what war is like and what we've had to do to get here and that we don't want to go back there. Um, so that's what I think is, is key. Uh, but uh Anything's possible. I don't think it would happen because I think Americans are too sedentary. You know, like there are some hostile people, but that's a small percentage. Antifa and this and that. It's it's a, such a small percentage. Most of the people are working jobs, gaming. They're on YouTube. They watch in Netflix. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think America is very sedentary and we see that within the, you know, you know, like our obesity rates. That's the other thing. Some of these brothers who are gun toting, like really got their arms down, super overweight. And it's like, bro, like in a war, you got to run. You got to do a lot more stuff than just shoot a gun. So like people don't, you know, I don't think they're connecting all these things and all our technology. People start flying little drones with little yeah, bro. It, it, it's wild. So I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it would happen because I think Americans are very sedentary and I don't think people really want that to happen. But it is possible. And if yeah. anything, this is what I think. If it did happen, it'd be orchestrated. They want the right to do another J6, except for it to be violent. Once they can get the right to do something violent, um, they can have then they will have the right and the reasoning to start locking, locking us up, putting us on no fly list, doing this. Well, he voted for this person. You we got to put him on this little list. We got to watch out for them because anyone who did this, you know, oh, you know, and then even the us who went against the mandates. I went to the D.C. Um, march against the mandates, you know, with all the doctors and everyone went to the Capitol. And, you know, I went there. But, you know, people like me who's just for 
freedom of choosing what goes into your body and certain things, you know, now I'm a target. So that's what they really want just to, they want to, uh, uh, decapitate the right and the notions of it so they can start moving towards all of the agendas they want to, uh, push forward, which is the green, the green, all the, the green stuff they want full, no holds barred electric, everything, blah, 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 a certain reset too. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to collapse the the dollar to a degree at some point, um, you know, install this uh, this digital coin. They want social to, credit system. Social credit system goes along with that. They And with that comes, you know, pushing more of these progressive ideologies, let's say, that kind of wrap around the rainbow community so they can push that heavily. Then when you go against it or don't agree with it, it docks your social credit score, etc. So, I mean, there's a lot there. So, right. Well, I think one or two things will happen. One of two. I think we're either going to get to a civil war, or if and if we don't, one thing will happen to prevent that: a national divorce. And personally, in my opinion, I think that's the best option: a national divorce. You know, like like the only thing, other like I I thought beforehand maybe we could do like a like a convention of states, but then I realized like, well, hang on right here. When you do a convention of states, it's pretty much the entire country. The left gets a huge say in that, like they would come after the the first and second amendment, especially the second amendment in a convention of states. So that would just put that at risk. So I think a national divorce is the best option, in my opinion, where red states and blue states go their separate ways and we create our own little governments. That's the only way I think that we, we can the only thing we can do to prevent violence from happening, because. I would rather have that than 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 actually go to war and like um and like and like having to run in the streets while while firing guns at each other. Yeah, the problem with the divorce is like the divorce technically would turn us into like Europe. So look at Europe as it was America, and then so for example, if Europe was America, then it's like oh Arizona is France and Colorado's Italy, and did, you see what I'm saying? Like it's all separated, but it's right next to each other. Cool, but we haven't been in that type of uh environment where there's certain borders and all these things and with the guns in the country knowing that the blue states don't want guns in their state and it's going to be interesting um there's going to be a lot of things that will like it would literally be like you know there's these borders where it's like texas just builds a border wall around the entire country really it's, it's like yo texas can uh texas can have guns colorado we don't want guns anymore but you can smoke weed it's just it takes away the whole concept of the United States as well. So if we had a divorce, there, it would no longer be the United States. I don't think it would work because of a lot of the technical us being so close. You know, think about all the borders you'd have to have because like these states and the way the uh, highways are, it would be very, very interesting and tricky. Um I don't know. I don't know if that would happen. I don't think they want that to happen. What they want, they want America to fall in line with the global agenda, all of America. And if we have red states, then they won't fall in line with the global agenda. And that's currently the problem, in my opinion. And I think there's a big part of the Republican Party that wants to ride with the global agenda. They all benefit from that global money. So um, I believe I think that's a concept of something where Ace, it could, you know, that's a possibility maybe, but I, I'm, I'm less likely to that because essentially what they rather have us have is have a civil war and then take over and just go into the global agenda. That's what, at the end of the day, 
they want us to be aligned with the rest of the world. And this is also, yeah, I'm not even going to get into Russia stuff, but um, they want everyone to be on the same page. Let's just put it that way in, in, a, in a certain alliance, because, you know, people in the Middle East ain't going to be doing what America's doing, like people in Russia, you know, but they want to try to get this global alliance where it's like, you know, 70 percent of this is on the same field so they can, you know, move everything the way they want to move it. Yeah, yeah. But like I think the national divorce is the only way that our freedoms can be can be preserved. Because guess what? In the future, we I think we could get to a point where like um we're like we're like red states will not have any voice or any say in anything. So that's why I think a national divorce is the best situation to do. Like um like like I said, Texas, if that if it happened immediately, Texas would build a border wall around the entire the, the entire country because they would be an entire country to themselves. Yeah, because um Texas before they joined the United States, they were their own little country. Yeah, they, so I they, think they would just go back to doing that again. And so, and like um what I think would happen is like it wouldn't just be like um each state is like its own separate thing. What I think would happen is like um. You would, there would be multiple regions, but like um, like multiple, a few states would merge together to form one region, like mm -hmm. Florida, Georgia, and like Alabama, or maybe Mississippi would form like its own region, and some, and, and or like um, or, or like um, California, um, Oregon, and Washington, they'll form their own. Um, Nevada, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, they'll form their own. Like it's etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's pretty much what I think would happen. So, and guess what? If we do that, we would avoid violence. Because guess what? I'm a person that wants to avoid violence at all costs, and if that, and if it comes to that way, the only that's the only way to to avoid it. That we have to do it, no matter what we anything any, any anything else. Yeah, facts. Um, I was gonna say I got to get ready to go. We've done about an hour thirty, and I yeah. actually have to call my wife and child and say good night. They're out out in Georgia. We had a little bit of a family emergency out there, so I want to say good night huh. to them. But um, dude, I enjoyed yeah. this talk. We, we should do it again. Yeah. I wish to do a collab with Osiris. Oh. We should do a bunch of different stuff. It'll be fun. Yeah. Also, you should you also do with my a couple of our other buddies, um, Carlos, Sal, and Adam, because they're, sure. they're 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 mine and Osiris's buddies, and like you, you, I think you get along greatly with them. Those guys. Heck yeah, man. Well, we'll make something happen, man. We'll stay in touch and we'll do something. I'm gonna All get right. this thing. All right. Streaming. All right. All right. And I'm gonna bring some people on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Before we go, where can my audience find you at? Um. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram at black pegasus raps and that's r-a-p-s so you can find me there i'm permanently banned from twitter unless elon takes over for real i'm almost banned on tiktok so um find me at those places and on youtube youtube.com slash pegasus black and that's actually where i have the most traction and get a lot of engagement so check me out on youtube if you get a chance all right make sure to subscribe to black pegasus there also, make sure to subscribe to my channel, Ray Studios, right here. Guess what? We're trying to bring everyone together, like trying to because we all need to stick together to because we're, we're all populists, so we need to stick together to go against the establishment. We need to do that. Also, make sure to like this video and all, and also share this share this video too, so we can get more views and expose the channel because my channel is shadow banned as hell, and we need to undo that. Also, follow me on all the other social media platforms and on all the other podcast platforms as well including Rumble as well. All right, this has been Ray, and this, is in, this has been Black Pegasus. This has been the Ray Infinity Show, episode number 76. Catch you guys later. Peace!